I remember seeing like a Facebook ad like a, about a month ago where a lady sits up and she's like, oh my God, I can see. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. I thought that's how it was going to be. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I was like kind of emotional leaving there. I was yeah. like almost like crying. Like, yeah. And I, I just didn't know. And the, the guy, like the doctor walks you out to the waiting room and he hands you like your goodie bag full of like LASIK plus shit. And he's like, all right, just I will see you tomorrow morning. I'm like, okay. Just, I really want my wife right now. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, she was where like, where she had parked the car when I went in. So it was like pretty easy to find her. But man, what a fucking nightmare that would have been if she had like gone for coffee or something. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so they, they sent you out and they like let you go out the door and they're like, all right, you go find your wife. We got to get back inside and do more LASIK. Yeah. It, it's, it's an odd experience. And it's like, it's like you feel like a prostitute because it's yeah. like you're coming in, they get what they need and you get what you need. And then it's like, it's very transactional. Yeah. And it's like, they're not, they're kind of nice. But oh. there were some things that I thought were going to be different. And I think, you know, at least, you know, walk me to the fucking car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or let my wife in the place. Yeah. So. <laughs> like hand you off to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty. I, I guess that that is like a similarity with a prostitute where it's like afterwards, like she probably doesn't want to see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> Did they just make me leave out the back door? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty wild. So. Uh, real quick, you want to talk about on perks really quickly before yeah. we get into this? I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, I got my new. Are those the here. glasses you had after LASIK? Yeah, I, I wear them a lot. Like I look like a total fucking dickhead wearing these inside a lot, but my eyes are still sensitive to light. Yeah. I did a podcast with Ryan Foster two days ago, and I, I had to wear them the whole time because like the light that they have on you is right next to you, mm. so I just look like a jerk off podcaster. <laughs> but no, these these are my own personal ones. But yeah, I got my new book on perks. You can buy it at onperks.com. I have an audiobook version as well, a print copy, audiobook copy, and an ebook copy. And basically, it's just a collection of all the retarded shit that I posted while whacked on painkillers yeah. for close to three years, as long as well as a present day analysis of what each of those <laughs> entailed. Which is probably one of the best concepts that I've ever heard for a book. Dude, there was so much shit where. Initially, when it all started popping up, I was like, all right, I got to delete that because that's <laughs> nothing I ever want to come back to for people to be aware of. But then they were popping up so often. I was just like, all right, well, there's no way I could catch up with all of these. So maybe I could like put them all together. And uh, I started putting them on Twitter and it was like I was getting more engagement for those than anything else I would post. So I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll put it together in a book. Ooh. And it was pretty easy to put together. And when I decide I'm going to do something, I'm, I'm normally very proactive with it. So it was very easy to write and it came together pretty quickly. Now, were there any posts that you deleted that you sit up in bed and think and like, like, man, I wish that was in the book. No, there were a couple that were like pretty bad. Like there was one night where I was freaking out. This wasn't like a perk one. This was more just alcohol where I was just like complaining about my wife all night oh. long because we went to a wedding. And I was just, I had like 15 Jack and Cokes and I was really feeling it. <laughs> and so much so that like I went out on the dance floor and like I was just getting I was my just stride. About to ask. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen, no, you've never seen Rainy drunk. No. When Rainy gets I a little. I have to do it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, when you get drunk, you walk dancey. You're like, you're already with no, without even any music, you look like you're already partying. It's funny you said, cause like I was doing that today. My wife and I went to Hobby Lobby. And I don't know if it was the coffee or I had a good stand up set last night. So yeah. that probably had a lot to do with it. 
Uh, but I was in Hobby Lobby and like I actually like dropped it down at one point. And <laughs> one of the Hobby Lobby guys was behind me. He's like, "Okay." I was like, <laughs> I was like "Thank you." <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're live tweeting your anger at your wife, dude. And it was uh, yeah, I just hit the dance floor and she's like, "It's time for us to go," and rightfully so because I probably would have had another fifteen Jack and Cokes. And we went home and I was so angry because I was having such a good time. And I was just on Facebook, like, bam, my mom said I had to leave. I was just having fun. All I wanted to do is dance. And that was an actual post was like, I just wanted to dance. It's like it was footloose. Like, I'm not allowed. Like, the entire town shutting my dancing down. But that kind of shit, that stuff that I deleted just because, you know, as a grown man, you know, chill out, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Now, help me contextualize this because I'm trying to get this right in my head because... I feel like this is this this book on perks the way it came together is is fortuitous like the way that you were able to put it together. Now I go back and forth in my mind, my mind between man, it's crazy that he had the foresight to to write all that stuff down, mm-hmm. or it's crazy that he had the lack of awareness to tweet those things. I'm an absolute moron. Okay. So like if anything <laughs> works out, it's just luck. Yeah. And um, however, I guess I am smart enough to capitalize on it. Yeah. But yeah, there was no forethought put into this. Now I convinced my wife that I was playing the long game and like now we can pay our bills because I was whacked on painkillers. So I'm going to go with that. But yeah, there was no foresight in this and it's, I don't know, some good came of it. Like it's, I think, like I've had issues with painkillers with Coke and booze. And if I had to rank them, I would say booze number one, Coke number two, and painkillers were actually number three. Mm. But the most um, tangible evidence of any one of those addictions was with painkillers because I was just on Facebook 24 seven. Yeah. And you know, if I could have something good come out of it, it's like, all right, maybe I can like make some money out of this. But also, you know, I want people to become aware that like, you don't have to fucking hide from this shit. Mm. You know, it is embarrassing and you know, it happened. What am I going to do about it? But you know, I just want people to see it's like, you can turn shit around because it was just, it's all I wanted to do. Like for close to three years, I just look forward to getting my prescription filled constantly. Yeah. Because at that point, I had given up booze and Coke. And, you know, in hindsight, I could tell it's like, all right, I was tremendously depressed. I wasn't happy with what I was doing as a, in a career. I wasn't happy in my relationship. So I had all these things that were clear, clearly like pushing me toward like self-medicating. Yeah. But it took like being away from those things for an extended period of time for me to actually realize that. Okay. And I want to be clear about this. When you turn things around, that's when you don't have to hide anymore. About your perk situation, but yeah. when you're on perks, hide. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that shit secret. Get your perks. You can't let anybody know what you're doing. They will take them from you. You gotta be very. <laughs> yeah, give it a few years. I would, I would, I would let it marinate for a good five years before you do anything with it. But just to make sure you're out of the woods. But I had never have any desire to like do painkillers again. Booze and coke are different. Like there are times where I'm just like, damn, that was fun. <laughs> but like with these, like thank God, like I think I just, I fortunately just had my fill. Yeah. And hopefully it stays that way. Yeah. Do you read your? Is do you do the audiobook? Is it your? It's me. It was me. Tim Butterly, McCusker, McKeever, Shaner, Ryan Foster, Mary Rodzinski, and David James. Okay. And I didn't make the cut. <laughs> I, I did ask you, but he did. Yeah, he did, but, but it never—it just never worked. Yeah, out. yeah. So I, I wanted to have, also wanted to have Sydney, Jake Matera, and John Del Calo, but it was just there were so many different things, so many different time crunches on shit. Where it's just yeah. like I just got to put this out. And even with this, like 
there's a few misspellings in this. There's some punctuation errors where, like, I'd gone over it a hundred times and still, there's still shit in there where it's just like, I'm going to think about this until the day I die because it's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And even, like, it was just, I don't know. I feel good, though, even though there is shit fucked up that still annoys me just because it was such a pain in the ass to put together. Writing it came pretty easily. Ooh, but actually, painkillers. Yeah, dude, I swear to God. It would have been awesome. It would have been poetic justice if I got back on painkillers to self-medicate yeah. how long it was taking me to get these fucking books. Because there was a point where I put it up for pre-sale the, the end of September with the idea being that, like, okay, I'm going to have them to mail out to people by November. Mm-hmm. That was the goal. But then there were just a few delays in formatting, uh, a few delays with the printer itself. Like, there, you know, I expected at the end of November, but it was just like, oh, so-and-so was going on vacation, so we're behind a week. Then it's like, all right, so-and-so is sick this week. It's like, how many people work at this fucking printer? <laughs> yeah. And then finally I got it, I think, the end of December or beginning of January, and I was finally able to get it out. But, like, during that time, like, I was sweating not getting it out to people, but I was like, all right, it is very fitting for an addict to like promise people something and not being able to do it. <laughs> On perks, baby. It is, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I wouldn't change it now. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's, uh, I mean, we could talk about this forever, but we should probably get into this podcast. Let's do it. Let's go. To Jack Bros. To Jack Bros. Welcome back to Two Jack Bros, ladies and gentlemen. And if it is your first time, Thank you for giving us a shot. I am sitting next to Ansley. Hello. I am Sydney. And today our guest is no, none other than the Mike Rainey. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for being here. This is great, man. This is awesome. Yeah. I had so much fun doing this the last time that it's um it's it's one of the one of the most fun times that I've had podcasting because so many times I feel like I'll go on a podcast and it's just like everybody's just waiting for a chance to speak. Like it's nice to be able to feel like you're in a conversation. Hell yeah. So you guys nice. do a really good job with that. Hell yeah. That is like my biggest fear. I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, but like I find myself to be one of the most annoying people on earth and I'm Same. constantly trying to not talk. Do you know? I feel like I, talk, I feel like I like my desire to talk over everybody is so high that I'm just like, dude, just the fuck up. Dude, I feel the same thing, especially like on podcast. I just don't want to talk, mm-hmm. especially if there's you know, four or more people on a podcast. I'm just like, I don't feel like saying anything now. Yeah. You know, because my natural inclination is like, I I just want to talk, 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 talk. But then if it's difficult for me to get comfortable in a conversation with like more than three people and then I'm just like, fuck it. I don't want to say anything. That's why we do three. Yes. That's that's two that I put up, but three, (laughs) (laughs) three, three, three. All right. So Rainy, you're familiar with the format. Yep. Uh, so these questions are going to be a little bit different. And for those of you who are tuning into us for the first time, basically the premise of this podcast is we're trying to prove that even somebody who spent a good portion of their life on perks mm-hmm. can still reach enlightenment without being a fucking dork about it. Yeah. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to take Mike Rainey through the process of enlightenment so that you at home can become enlightened yourself without doing the hard work that Rainey's going to do. By the way, we're now two Jack Bros, the chakra poppers. What do you think about that? I like that. I want to get my chakra popped. Oh, we're going to pop it. <laughs> I want you to bust it open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this might be the first time we have somebody drop a chakra low. Yeah. <laughs> and start popping it for us. I know. <laughs> like, Damn it, Rainey, you popping all your chakras. Let you us do that. bouncing right away. <laughs> I'm not leaving until you blow my chakras out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Ace, let's get busy. All right. So, Mike, we're going to start with uh, what happened after you left our last podcast? Oh, my God. Uh, I put out a book 
uh, I felt like I was going nuts because of how long it was fucking taken. And it was so hard to like relate to people like, look, I promise you it's coming. Please give me a couple of weeks. I swear to God, I'm not ripping you off. Then the book finally came in and that was a big relief. Um, I feel like, what was that last year? Maybe like last winter time or something? It was like a while ago. Yeah. I mean, we, we'd been, did you, you're your second repeat guest so far. Oh God. Um, I felt like I was going nuts for a while. Um, I got into mushrooms, which ended up turning that around. So nice. that was a big deal. Yeah, I felt like I was losing my fucking mind. Like there was a point last summer where like I I ended up in the field like at the end of our street with with my wife Jamie and like screaming like I feel like my brain is broken. I, f- <laughs> I truly felt like my brain was broken. Like I didn't know what was wrong, but you know in hindsight it was probably just a combination of stress and regular ass mental illness. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but the mushrooms helped you get oh, yeah. through that. I started, um, I started microdosing like a week after like that proclamation, and almost instantaneously, I felt like much more mellow. I feel like I was much more introspective. Mm-hmm. I accidentally ate more than I should have one night, which ended up being initially was horrific, yeah. but then it ended up being very beneficial. That um, happens. Yeah. <laughs> So that was a big deal. I'm very curious about the screaming in the field. Like <laughs> when you get to the field, do you like as soon as you get to the edge of the field or did you have to get to a spot that felt right? And you're like, okay, now it's time to scream. I'm glad you said that because uh, <laughs> I wanted to scream at a certain point where I was, but there were people in that specific field. Yeah. And I was not insane enough to understand that like, okay, this might not be the best part to scream in this field. So Jamie and I made it to like the other part of the park where there was nobody. <laughs> And it was dark too, so yeah. what a great wife. Yeah. Yeah, she is very patient. Yeah. yeah. Sweetheart, don't scream here. Let's just keep walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll find a good spot for you to scream about your brain. <laughs> but I want to scream here. <laughs> what would I want? I never get to do anything. I never get to dance and wedge. Yeah. I never get to scream. <laughs> I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Yeah, so what now was there anything that you got out of your appearance on Two Jack Bros that you were able to take with you and, and use as a tool? Honestly, like I really, I had such an enjoyable experience and I mentioned like, I, I just really liked the format of this and it was nice to be able to feel like this is a conversation. Mm-hmm. I I often become disillusioned with podcasting because it just does always seem like this game of double dutch where it's like people are just constantly waiting for their turn to speak and not really having a conversation. Mm-hmm. So it really was refreshing to have that. Sweet. Nice. Hell yeah. All right. Let's pop these chakras, Ace. All right. We're going to start with the root chakra. So Mike, what's your favorite bullshit? Um, I do miss having a pathological liar friend. <laughs> I, ha- I had two at one point and one that I was pretty tight with. And I, I looking back now that I don't have any like prolific liars. Like I really wish that I had one right now because the lies were fun, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They what, were good. Do you have any fun lies that come to mind or like what, what, yeah. what do you miss most about it at the same time? There was one, like, I worked with him for a little bit and like, he was, he was, you know, it's still a guy who, like, I don't really fuck with now, but, like, I still love him. And if he needed something, I would do something for him, do it for him. Yeah. But um, it was just insane shit. Like, when you're dealing with a pathological liar, it's like everything becomes a lie. You, you think that, like, you know, he might be lying to them, but he's not going to lie to me. Yeah. And it's like, I would work with him. He had his own business, and he would lie to customers constantly. And it was, it was always, like, <laughs> some shady deposits that people calling him off the hook, and he wouldn't answer for certain people. and. There would be, and then there became a time where it's just like, I thought we were working and it was like, we were supposed to work together for like another month before I went back to my full-time job. And then like, he just started ghosting me and he's just like, oh, I didn't hear from this person. So we're not working. It's just like, all right, man, I, I thought I was different. That, <laughs> dude, that's a crazy thing to think about because 
with pathological liars, like I'm, I'm related to some, and that uh, oh he'll they'll lie to them, but they won't lie to me. Mm-hmm. Like they're so good at lying that they make you lie to yourself. Yeah, that's a talent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I've, like I wanted to be different for him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I mean, do you have what? Do you, what do you read? Uh, no, I, I'm curious. I don't think I ever had like a like a good friend that was a pathological liar. So I'm just. It's exciting. I mean, yeah. it can be frustrating when they really get their hooks into you. But when you hear the 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 fluidity with which they can lie, it's like, God damn, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I really wish that I could do that, too. Did it like fuck with your brain at all, though? Like, were you like? Yeah, like that Ugh. did because it was just like, like, what? Just tell me the truth. Yeah. Just tell me. It's like if, if you don't have any more work right now, if there's something going on, tell me. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, or if you're doing something shady, like, just be honest with me. I don't give a yeah. fuck. I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh man, what do you got to lie to me about this? Yeah. Then it, it evolved into other things. Like when I stopped fucking with him, uh, my wife still spoke to him because they're related. And like, he was like clearly lying to her. And I was like, that's not true. Don't believe that. <laughs> but it was a really good lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you feel sympathy for people that fall or succumb to pathological liars? No, I mean, like if you buy into that, like after a while, you know, you should, the jig should be up pretty quickly. Yeah. Like when you see somebody just lying about insane shit, after a while you're just like, uh, you know, that's on you if you want to continue to believe it after that. Yeah. They could be a pathological believer. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you believing this? <laughs> it's like, I, don't, I can't help it. <laughs> I don't want to believe it, but I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's like, I, I mm-hmm. you know, I, you don't even, um, you know, like I, I, I don't really uh, speak that much to the pathological liars in my life, but you don't realize how 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 much less of a roller coaster life is without them in your life. Yeah, man, and it's I do miss it, man. The, the other one that came to mind was like there was a guy we really weren't like friends, friends, but I met him getting on the plane to go to boot camp in 1999. Now at that time, it's like not a lot of people had the internet. So it's like, you couldn't fact check shit, shit as quickly as you could now. So, yeah. you know, that was really the golden age of pathological lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I met oh, him, it sure was. dude, when I met him, uh, his name was, I'm not gonna say his last name, his name was Peter. I was like, Hey, what's up, man? And he's like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I just kind of dick around. I went to college a little bit, but you know, I have nothing going on. So this is why I'm joining the, the military. It's like, what about you? He's like, oh, I actually play minor league baseball for the Wilmington Blue Rocks. I was like, whoa, that's really mm. fucking cool. But then as I got to know him, it was like, wait a minute. It's <laughs> a baseball lie. Like, you got me. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I could have find out, found out the minor league roster for the Wilmington Blue Rocks. But yeah, you got me, dude. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I've always wanted to, like, just go out and, like, just, like, make up a persona to, like, strangers. And that just, would like, be fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like go with we it. We should do that. Maybe like that'll be a summer thing. Where yeah. We're just liars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I want to have a French accent. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Let me Creole. Maybe yeah. like you know, Louis, like Louisiana French. Yeah. You like know what I mean? French slang. Like Gambit from mm-hmm. X Men. <laughs> <laughs> you say Mona Me all the time. <laughs> there is a waiter at Andy's Diner up here, and I swear he's making like fake French accents, and he uses it to get away with like calling all the ladies like sweetheart and like uh, like that nicknames devil. that you're like. Yeah. That was a little line crossy, yeah. but he but does it. French. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, yeah. okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I grabbing your tits? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a fun. I like that. That is definitely a shock or pop and something you don't really consider. Yeah. Missing the liars in your life. <laughs> no. Now, was it easy to get rid of them? 
I, yeah, I was so angry because he got very angry about at me for something insane because it's like we weren't working together. And then there was one day where we were going to one day of work and I didn't answer his phone call. I just missed it. Mm-hmm. And he had freaked out in a voicemail because like he was one of these people where everybody in his life fit in on some hierarchy. It's like if this person was around, you didn't matter. But if they weren't around, he made you feel like you were the the king of the castle. Yeah. yeah. And I, I missed his phone call. And uh, I just I'd walked a while, while. And when I got back home, I checked my phone. I checked the voicemail. And he was like freaking out that I didn't answer when he called. Yeah. And I was like, we're supposed to, we haven't had work. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, like, don't talk to me like that. Yeah. And there was no apology. So I was just like, you know, I'm just going to be done with this. Oh, hell yeah. That's like a, it's a pretty, it's a good clean break. When I'm done with something, I'm done with something. I just don't like. Which I, is why there's so many typos and on perks. <laughs> yeah, I'm not touching this fucking thing, dude. It's like, you get, whatever's in here is what everybody's getting. But I do feel like if, I don't know, because I feel like I was at, there was a point in my life where I felt like I would put up with anything. But then I went to the other extreme where it's just like, all right, I'm going to be an asshole about what I want. But now I'm like still trying to find that middle ground where it's like, okay, who who is worth repairing this over mm. where yeah. I still struggle with because you know there was something we were talking about beforehand where it's like a person we were speaking of where it's just like my gut said like I'm just done with this but you yeah. know for another reason like I'm choosing to work through that relationship mm. yeah yeah well, well that's a chakra popped yeah that is the root chakra popped all over us yes <laughs> like Sorry, you have a towel yeah <laughs> it is located in the butt i mean as you remember the root chakra can we get a wet net for uh all right ace keep it moving all right we are to the sacral chakra um mike when or why have you felt the most lost but we just got doing Mike Rainey's Patreon episode, and I promise you it was a good time. $1 gets you our exclusive content on Patreon, which is not only the counter to the podcast you're watching right now, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark because we enlighten our guest shadow self, but we also do some fight commentary and analysis on Ansley's jiu-jitsu matches. And while you're listening to this, I know you're having a good time because Mike Rainey is the man. If you want to go check out his first appearance on Two Jack Bros, that's episode 194. And it was called Too Poor to See. <laughs> now look at me now. I got LASIK, bitch. Yeah. I got LASIK money, bitch. It's called a yeah. glow up. <laughs> so definitely check that out. You broke bitches can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Right, and, I got $8. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Nine, bitch. I'm making money while I'm podcasting. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, all right. And now you're going to get back to this episode. And we're going to find out when Rainey felt the most lost. And I promise you don't want to miss this. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, all right. So. In 1999, I mentioned going to boot camp. Uh, I had combat training after that. Like after boot camp, you have 10 days of vacation and then you get to go. I went to North Carolina, Camp Lejeune. And part of like what you have to become proficient in is land navigation. And I had, I just didn't know. Like, you know, sometimes like people teach you things and it's like, I, I get that these things, things make sense to you, but it's like, it's just not registering for me. And it's like, you have to navigate your way through the woods to find certain checkpoints. And I was, I was physically lost pretty often to the point where like, I think I might've ended up off the base at one point. (laughs) 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 And like, I I got so lost because they team you up with a partner 
And the guy that I was with was a total fucking moron, too. <laughs> so we weren't doing anybody, each other any favors. And I was at a certain point, like, I was so fucking tired because we were doing nighttime navigation, which was a thousand times worse. And I was like, all right, why don't you go that way and see if you can find it. And if you find it, just yell my name. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just wanted to take a nap in the dirt. <laughs> so I laid down, took like a 15-minute snooze while this fucking retard was looking for the yeah. checkpoint. You guys are playing Michael Polo? <laughs> That's wild. So yeah, I was physically lost for a good portion of uh, <laughs> of this exercise. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, as far as repeat guests are concerned and getting these questions, you are the second person. But I, I, I never foresaw someone actually explaining a real life lost situation. Buddy, like, you I were geographically lost. lost. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea where I was. That's wild. Also, we're all about the same age. So is it just me? in this room that when I hear the words North Carolina, my brain goes, throw your hands up, take your shirt off and wave it around your head. It's like a helicopter. Is it just me? Is it? No, I, I came close to ripping my shirt okay. off. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. So, I want to raise up. Did you, ever, did you ever get good at that? Navigating? No, what they do is like if you fail, like they'll just have like a uh, Marine who's actually proficient in this shit. Be like, be like, look, hold my the inside of my pocket, you fucking moron. And they'll show you how to do it because they want to get you in and out of there. That's yeah. like, I mean, there are things where if you fail, like, you know, in boot camp, people fail to rifle range and you got to keep repeating until you can actually pass. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, with this, you know, they kind of just want to get you through it. So they're just like, look, just follow what I'm doing and then you're going to write down what we find and what the coordinates are. And I just, I follow directions and like, I just wrote down what he told me to write down and then yeah. I passed that. So wait, does he like, like, how does he find you? How does that Marine find you? Eventually, like we ended up finding like other people in our platoon because everybody has, everybody's got flashlights and you're wearing like these, um, these like high vis like straps. Yeah. And eventually like. Um, we ended up finding people that we were with. Like at a Waffle House? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I recognize those vests in there. <laughs> but it's so hard to like, when they come and like, they go to collect like your, your paperwork. I think it was, um, where you just say like, I couldn't find anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where it was. <laughs> Bad. It's like, dude, there's yeah. nothing written on this paper. It's like, yeah, dude, I just wandered around for the last three hours. I had no idea what I was doing. I did get a nice nap in. Yeah, nice. And on, I, the, like I, on the ground? Yeah. Holy shit. I, I saw some civilians in the distance, so I was pretty fucking far out there. It's like, like people at a cookout. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. That's so He's funny. screaming at me. He's like, Randy, do I smell hot dogs on your breath? Yeah. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, were you going to say something, Ace? I, it's, it's so funny because, like, you know, like, I grew up at West Point most of the time, and then we lived, like, over the mountain from there. And there would be guys, cadets, that were at West Point that would get lost and, like, end up in the wrong place. And, like, sometimes people would give them rides back, but they weren't supposed to get rides, yeah. you know? like, yeah. But, like, I never really thought about <laughs> these guys and who they were and, like, what they were going through. <laughs> no, they're morons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've never read one of their books. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's 
that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already loving it. Yeah. Yeah. That was lost, lost. Yeah. <laughs> Actual loss. Beat that, anybody else. Uh, that is a sacral chakra popped. Yes. And I believe that's that's like in the hips, right? That's like yeah. uh, right in the hips. Yeah. So can you, you're dancing again? Oh, dude, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I've been thrusting for the last five minutes. Probably. <laughs> yes. All right, Ace, keep it moving. All right, we are to the solar plexus okay. now. So, Mike, what is a time that you let somebody else have it? Um, there was, um, all right, so at a comedy show, this was the last time I freaked out. There was a comedy show <laughs> last spring where I was on a show with somebody, somebody who's, a, who's still a friend, uh, but they were being such a bitch about something. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a great show, and a lot of our friends and family had come and it was just everything went well this night. And the, this uh, this guy, my friend, like he was complaining about something so insane that it was almost incomprehensible. Yeah. And then I was trying to be patient. I was trying to listen. But then at a certain point, I, I just reached my breaking point and I just started screaming like you are a fucking F word like yeah. over and over again. And I just I felt like I couldn't contain myself anymore <laughs> because yeah. it was so insane. Is there so uh it's, can you give like a like a cliff note version of what he might have been complaining about that doesn't dox him or like I mean I don't, I don't know what is the reason that you're not telling exactly what it is. But. I made fun of his shirt, and it was like it was just a dumb comment about how dumb I think his shirts are. <laughs> <laughs> they are fucking dumb shirts. <laughs> and it was like on stage, like in front yeah, of. Yeah, it was just yeah, yeah just yeah, busting yeah, yeah. balls where it was like it just it. It was. I think I might have said like it looks like the kind of shirt you win out of a fucking skill crane machine, <laughs> like with something that looks like it's had rubber oh bands God. on it at some point. <laughs> it was just a dumb T-shirt. Yeah. I can almost imagine the shirt, dude. It was. It's like that cotton that does like so hard it doesn't like lay on you. <laughs> yeah, it's just like like the shirt you put on like if you've had a house fire and somebody gave you something to wear so you're not naked in the street. Yeah, like one of those shirts. <laughs> but it was just so stupid and it was like, it was so detracting from from what was actually going on because I feel yeah. like you know we've been doing this so long that like mm-hmm. anything you get that's good you have to like savor because yeah. you eat so much shit along the way and this was a major victory because you know the place was packed and everybody did well on the show everybody in the audience had a good time where like to me there was nothing nothing that went wrong with this night but to yeah. like say like hey I have to talk to you for a second and say like I didn't appreciate how you made fun of my shirt up there yeah. it's like i'm gonna fucking explode right now so i i did not see this but i showed up right after the screaming happened oh really right yeah and there's 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 more backstory to this okay right so when i showed up most of the people had never seen rainy lose it like this or even hear it so when i showed up everybody had like this look on their face like, <laughs> like, fuck. And i was just like what happened and they were like you got to go talk to your boy. <laughs> like, okay, okay. <laughs> and uh, so a little backstory on this. Um, the friend that Rainey is talking about, that day earlier in the day, had literally done an episode of Two Jack Bros, his first appearance. So it was the first questions. And while we were doing that, one of his biggest pet peeves were comedians that couldn't handle being made fun of. Uh, I think I remember this. <laughs> right. yeah. yes. And then he lost it when you made fun of his shirt later on that night, yeah. which is hilarious. To me. It, dude, it was nuts. Cause at first I thought it was a bit and it's like, yeah. All right. Well, there's people out there that are very happy to see this. Why don't we go out there and hang out with them? But it was like, no, like this is fucked up. Like that should never happen. We're, 
you know, another comic should be the butt of the joke. And it was just like, dude, this is insane. Dude, he was Man. like, he was chastising those people, aka himself, <laughs> like ahead of time. Like, mm-hmm. like he was, oh, I guess I can't. And it was just, at one point, I was just like, I think he's selling this a little too hard. And then later on that night, yeah, it was just, yeah. I, I just, it was nuts that it happened. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. So his yeah, chakras were open. He yeah, was feeling <laughs> was sensitive. Like, it happened. He never had his chakras open. Before. Yeah, <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> we did a LASIK to his chakras. Yeah. <laughs> and just sent him out. Yeah, I felt him. I thought I felt him burning. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that your is that your chakra smelling? <laughs> warm chakras. But yeah, I, I haven't freaked out on anybody since. Um, I do have to have a conversation with somebody next week that. It probably won't escalate to a freak out, but it is definitely going to have to be. It is a man correcting another man. So mm. I, I mean, don't anticipate it going well. If that is the case, please come back and update us. <laughs> I will, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And until then, that is a solar plexus chakra popped. Yes. Pop that baby. Yes. Ace, keep it moving. All right. We are to the heart chakra. So, Mike, will you just tell us about your deepest heartbreak? Oh, man. All right, so I'll give you one of them. About two years ago, all right, I didn't want any more pets. Like after our last cat ran away, I was like, all right, I'm done with pets, man. I just, you know, I'm just done with them. However, one night Jamie says, oh, I got a cat. I didn't want a cat. I was like, I don't want this thing. I came home. We were doing our dad and me podcast, and like she told me right before then, and I was complaining about it on the podcast. I was like, I don't want anything else to take care of. (laughs) I came home. And my wife was like asleep on the recliner with this sweet little kitten like in her lap. And like he like yawned when he looked at me and I was like, you fuck. (laughs) I went to bed and the next day I went to work and I was thinking about it more and more. It's like, I really don't want more responsibility. I was like, you have to take this cat back. So eventually she took the cat back the next day to the girl she got it from. The more I thought about it, I was like, all right, I'm ready to love again. (laughs) (laughs) So when I got to work, I was like, yo, go get that cat again. (laughs) She got the cat and like. All right, I, I got him. I was like, all right, I just don't want to piss in on anything. She's like, all right, fine. If he pees, he's gone. Like two days later, he was a little tiny thing. Like he was sleeping on me. And I think he was just so at peace and sleep that like he didn't think to get up to go to the bathroom. And he peed on me. And like we my wife got that. up and she, my Jamie got up to go get like paper towels and shit to clean it with. And I, I think she's thinking like, we're going to get rid of this thing. And like, I'm just looking at him and I could tell it was his fault because he's so little. I'm just like, and I, and I said these words to him. I'm like, I'm never going to give up on you. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't give up on him. But then like, like, I don't know how many months later we, we had our, we left our window open overnight and, um, he must've saw something outside that he wanted to attack and he burst through the screen and he was gone for a little while. Yeah. And I thought that he was just gone for good. Yeah. And I was just devastated because I had, I became a cat father again. And I was just like, I cannot believe that I'm going to get my heart broken by this fucking cat, (laughs) an animal that I never swore to love again. (laughs) And it's like, I'm sitting there like I'm, I'm crying as I'm typing up this wanted ad for like, like putting a reward on there. And then I hear like my, I was like, I cannot believe I'm going through this again. And as I'm typing up this fucking reward poster for this fucking cat with money, I didn't have, um, I hear my wife yell my name and my daughter found him like on the fence between our house and our neighbor's house. He was like hiding. Aww. And uh, it was just, it was like an hour of devastation where yeah. I thought that like, all right, <laughs> I had my heart broken by an animal again. Yeah. But 
Yeah, he's still kidding. Dude, you are on top of shit. Within an hour, you were already typing up a wanted poster? Yeah, because here's the with deal. With a reward? Dude, I, I knew there are enough <clears throat> pill heads in my neighborhood where yeah. if you put up a reward, they'll find that fucking thing. Mm. If Because I think, like, I, I forget what the amount was, but it was like, it was at least 500 bucks that I was going to give somebody who found this cat. And That's I knew with the amount reward. of degenerates in my neighborhood, yeah. that cat would have gotten found. Yeah, a lot of cats would have gotten found. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, is this your cat? That's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked look like a cat, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. That is a heart chakra popped. Wow. What a yeah. loving guy you are. I have my moments, man. There's yeah. it's either pure hatred or, or love. <laughs> it's, it's, it's either or. Man, I'm glad uh I didn't get an opportunity to make a horrible joke about a pussy pissing on you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this cat did squirt on me. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> Right? I was I was formulating it and I was like, leave this alone, Sydney. It's not yeah. worth it. Yeah. But uh that's awesome. That's that's a heart yeah. shocker popped and, and a very heartwarming story at the same time. Uh Ace, let's keep it moving. Oh All right. we're we're switching. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. All right, throat chakra. Okay. So Mike, when um is a time that you got manipulated? Um geez, this is gonna take a minute for me to think of. I don't be getting manipulated like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the first one that pops in my head is, all right, I had a job that I hated. I was making $10 an hour, and I was working an insane amount of hours. I was working like between 60 and 80 hours a week at this facility for elderly people with mentally, mental illness. So it was buck wild. Uh, I had a good group of coworkers, and everybody was very cool. Most people had each other's back. So like in that respect, that was good about the job. One day, uh, one of my older coworkers, uh, this lady Beverly, she's like, hey, I'm having a little get-together at my house if you guys want to come. And everybody who was working on my shift was like, yeah, we'll go. She's the nicest lady in the world. And we show up at her house, and we're all sitting around, and she hands us each a small bowl of popcorn. I was like, oh, this is really nice. She's such a sweet lady. And she's like, do you guys like that popcorn? We're all like, yeah, it's great. She's like, what if I told you that you could have that popcorn delivered to your house every month? <laughs> like Beverly, what the fuck is this? And it turns out it was like she was like trying to like lure us into like buying shit from like Amway or something. Yeah. yeah. Where it was like, Beverly, come on, man. This was such a nice outing. But now you're fucking recruiting us for this fucking MLM scam. Yeah. It was uh, a popcorn pyramid scheme. She did. Yeah. <laughs> was she the colonel? <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Definitely. Was it caramel corn or regular it popcorn? It was regular ass popcorn. And brother, boy, oh. was my face Redenbacher. <laughs> but it was just so unnecessary. And it was like, if she had said like, look, if she had just brought in like the little magazine or something that said like, featuring what you get every month to us yeah. at work. I might have bought something. Yeah. yeah. But because I felt manipulated in that yeah. point where it's just like, this is a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And we all work a ton of fucking hours to lure us here for this shit. Yeah. Like it felt like to catch a predator. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, for not even white cheddar popcorn. Yeah. It just regular boring ass white popcorn. It's like, who do you think we are? <laughs> it's insane. That's, I think, listen, it is, it is kind of inconsiderate to like, like trick your friends to come over and then try to get them into a pyramid scheme. Mm -hmm. But like to think that they can do it with plain popcorn. That's a lot. 
it's like now you're insulting me and my family and our legacy. I know it's <laughs> it's it was an insane thing to do, and on top of that too, it's just like fuck. Why are you doing this? Yeah. So how much did you buy? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy. How, all right, I didn't buy any from her. <laughs> However, another coworker got me with Herbalife. Oh. She recruited me to come to the Ramada by the airport, which is never a good sentence. No. no. <laughs> and I showed up with my wife and my daughter, who was like three at the time. And we get to this conference room and somebody at the door is like, um, they're, they're like, hey, how are you? What's your name? What you're here for? And I told them. And right before the um, Herbalife ceremony, they're like, oh, just so you know, like we can't have kids in there. It's like, what the fuck are you doing in there where there can't be kids? Yeah. So my wife waited outside with my daughter. And they brought me in and I went through the whole spiel. And um, my coworker convinced me. She's like, hey, like I make a couple hundred bucks a month like doing this. And I was like, all right, well, I could definitely use that kind of money. She's like, and if you want like the sales kit to give you everything you need to start selling it to people, you could buy it. I think it was like 80 bucks or something. Mm. So I met her at a Borders Books and I bought this fucking sales <laughs> kit. And I don't think I sold one milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's wild. Was this, was this during Perks? Were you, was this on Perks? No, this was a big Coke time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. You met up by the Ramada by the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm rubbing a powdered milkshake on my gums. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is legit. Package it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty wild, man. So, yeah, I, I got manipulated a lot then. Yeah. Yeah. That's, pr- man. Do you have any follow-ups? No. No, that's awesome. Yeah, that is. That's a, that's a throat chakra pop. Yes. Sorry about that. That's all right, man. <laughs> yeah. How's your gag reflex? <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, Ace, let's keep it moving. All right, we are to the third eye chakra. Mike, what's your favorite thing to get jealous about? Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't really get jealous about a lot of shit anymore. I used to be jealous like crazy, especially when I was newer to comedy. Anytime anybody got anything, I yeah. would be like, fuck this guy. It's like, man, they only got this because of this. That was the thing I probably most commonly got jealous about. Mm. it took me a very long time to think that to realize that it wasn't like it's never you against anybody else right. so it's just like all right if they get it like be happy for them and keep it moving and more importantly i realized like oh shit like what am i actually doing mm-hmm. it's like i was just going to a couple open mics a week and it's like you know what am i actually doing here so that was the thing that i was probably most commonly jealous about yeah um i guess i don't know like one thing that i that i do that I am kind of annoyed about and like, I just don't ever know if it's going to happen for me. It's like, like I want to own a house mm-hmm. and like everything's so fucking expensive right now where mm-hmm. it's just like, I just, I, I don't know how to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And with like, I just want to be able to like, remember that movie pretty woman mm-hmm. yeah. where Julia Roberts walks into that boutique and the lady's like, these are very expensive. And she's like, I have all this money. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, like I wish I could just show like a fucking bank saying like, look, I, this is what I pay in rent each month. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I, I can't tell you the last time it was fucking late. Yeah. Like, does this count for anything? Yeah. So it's like, you know, that's one thing where it's just like, man, like, like if I hear about somebody buying a house, like I am happy for them. But at the same time, it's just like, how am I unable to figure this out? I, I, we, I remember being there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, like fortunately we, we, this, this, we, we, this is our house. Right. <laughs> but beforehand, you know, you're looking on Facebook and you're looking at all these people from your high school that are buying houses and you're like, you didn't even finish high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, how the fuck are you doing this? Yeah. Like, why are we still in an apartment? Well, you know, we were renting a house at the we're time. Renting a house. It's like, why? Like, how are you? You're some of the most retarded people I've ever met in yeah. my life. Why can't we figure this out? Yeah. You know? And then, uh, 
Yeah. It's just like, I guess we got retarded enough. For <laughs> it's like, maybe you need to go through it. You know, yeah. you got to get like dumber. Yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like I will get there because, you know, one of the things that like, like I'm so grateful for people that have bought the book so far because it has changed a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. And one thing that it has done for me that's that's been probably like one of the most clear cut things is that like my credit's gotten so much better because awesome. I paid off a ton of debt. Nice. And, um, so I haven't even attempted to look into buying a house in a couple of years. So maybe like this summer or in the fall, like I will actually like, like really try to see like what it would take to get me what I want. Yeah, man. There's got to be some sort of poetic justice to that where you're paying off your debt with stories about being on perks. It feels like a pyramid scheme. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> you're the white Jay-Z. Thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome. That is, that's awesome, man. So, all right. So, just to, to to button that up. So, your your original like the thing that you used to get most jealous about were people that would get anything in comedy, and you're like, why not? Why not me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it's all the retards that are buying houses, and you're like, well, how can I not figure that out? Yeah. It's like, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, last year, like I wanted to move to Conshohocken to be closer, like to I used to work in Conchi. Mm-hmm. You know, it's where the gym is. I thought it would be perfect. So. It's like, all right, I definitely can't buy a house. Let me see what it costs to rent here. And it's like twice what we pay where we are now. Yeah. So at that point, like, I was just, I was very frustrated then. Yeah. We got, dude, I, I have a hard time explaining how lucky we got with the house that we bought. Because it was, it was in, the house was in such disrepair that it just, they were having a hard time selling it. Mm-hmm. You know, and like smarter people were just like, nah, not for mm-hmm. us. And then. <laughs> You know, we were lucky that Ansley had done such a good job in her uh, her career that people wanted to do stuff for her. So all these general contractors like hooked us up. That's cool. With a bunch of cool stuff. So, I mean, I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you didn't have to agree with that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I get it. I, yeah, dude, I, I was expecting this. Like, yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Something. Like, oh, like you, you don't even have to like just like, oh, you know. <laughs> I napped through most of it for sure. You got everybody Gatorades that one day. You remember that? That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh. Yeah, that is, that is, I like that. I you like, left me to my own devices, though. It was like, he was like, I want to live in Conshohocken. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'll figure mm-hmm. this out. Yeah, and we found the shittiest house in Conshohocken <laughs> and then a bunch of perk heads to fix it up. That's, that's the way to go. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. Um, and that is definitely a third eye chakra unlock. Oh, popped. We're popped. popping them now. It was I got popped. busted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ace, let's go. All right. We're to the crown chakra. So, Mike, what makes you feel most connected? Uh, I started meditating again. And I feel like I was kind of, I felt myself spiraling out of control again and just fucking getting annoyed by every little thing. So I started meditating again recently and I already feel like the impact from it. Like, I had one of the worst shows I've ever had on Friday night in New York. It was just, I felt like nothing, no words could come out the way that I wanted them to. And it was just a very poor performance. Mm Mm-hmm. And it made it even worse that I was three hours away from home and I was in a, a hotel room by myself and it was just like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. It was just like one of those shows where yeah. it was just like soul shattering. <clears throat> and then before the, I had a show last night, um, I went to Helium and before I went to the show, I meditated and I felt great and I was just envisioning myself having fun, having a good time, everything coming out the way that I wanted it to. 
and it went great. Mm-hmm. So I really feel good about that. And like, that's something that I'm really grateful for right now. What, um, what, what your meditation is like visualization or how do you approach it's your different. meditation? So it's like, I'll do mostly guided meditation and then. Are you using an app for that? YouTube. Okay. So I'll do a variation of like that. And then there's other times where I'll just put on, you know, a certain kind of music and I'll just try to, you know, just feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Whereas other times it's about visualizing shit that I want to happen. Okay. No hints, Rainy. Mm-hmm. Ansley. Oh. What type of music does Rainy put on to meditate to? <laughs> to the window. <laughs> oh, skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> um. That was going to be my guess, by the way. <laughs> I think he's... I think you're like like very R and B, so maybe some R and B beats, maybe without words. Yeah, that's what right? I'm, that was going to be my guess. It's funny you mention that. Um, I don't meditate to that, but I did have that on today. I put um, '80s R and B on in the okay. car just because it just it, it puts me at peace. It, it is it puts me in the right frame of mind, and I guess that is a form of meditation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So what what is the music that you put on to meditate? Uh, a lot of times it's nature sounds. Mm. Um, I don't know what the the name for it is, but it's it's like that. That like, I think it's called a pestle, like going around the rim of a bowl, uh, like yeah. that sound. Yeah. Um, that will chill me out. Man, that, you're like very close to going home. I'm thinking about leaving my family to go to the woods. <laughs> so I'm trying to prepare myself as much as possible. Get lost to that. in there. Yeah. You'll yeah. never find your way out. <laughs> you will scream his way out. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> Someone will find me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, Rainy, that's it, man. How do you feel? I, I feel cleansed, man. I, just, I, I thank you guys for busting everything open, and I feel like <laughs> yeah. man, I didn't even ask you ahead of time. Do you have time to stick around for the Patreon? I would love to. Hell yeah! Uh, and that's by the way, our Patreon is just one dollar. It gives you all of our exclusive content, where we not only do the counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we enlighten. Mike Rainey's shadow self, but we also do fight commentary and analysis on Ansley's jujitsu matches, which are really fun. So come check that out. All the questions are a little bit different. And you can also, if, you, if you're if you new to this, uh, go check out our past episodes with our, our original questions for our, our first time guests and the Patreon for that. Very good time. I promise you, you will have plenty of laughs and whatever else you get from podcasts. Um, on Perks, check that out. Please, on perks.com, get this book. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a tabletop book. It's a bathroom book. It's, I mean, I, I loved just seeing the posts happen in real time. Thank you very much, you know, man. It's it was, like, <laughs> yeah, everything I write is for people to pass the time in the toilet. So, <laughs> hell yeah. This, this belongs in the top of your toilet. Yeah. Also, nice. I mean, and while we're saying that, uh, Bad, uh, bad advice for parents, or what, what? yeah, I wrote um, terrible advice and terrible advice for parents. I wrote those two while whacked on painkillers, <laughs> yeah. so painkillers really worked out for yeah. me. <laughs> Man's prolific. <laughs> I mean, he's perklific. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, check out his podcast, Dad Meat and Little Stinkers, where they talk about the funniest things that you can ever th- even conceive about serial killers and yeah, murderers. It's pretty awesome. It's thank insane. You so thank you guys so much. We love you, and we are out. See ya.